You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. Y'all know what we do here, man. We bring in coaches, players, influencers from across Memphis and across the country um, to, to, to talk to them and get their thoughts on on their careers on the University of Memphis on in their their time in the program we are excited to bring Eddie Lewis to you today he is a redshirt junior wide receiver for the University of Memphis Tigers um, he came from Rutgers University then went to Butler Community College before committing to the University of Memphis. Eddie, man, thank you so much for joining me, bro. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I know you had um, – last year was a was an interesting year for you, right, For uh, on the team, yeah. man. Like you – so we had you – There were you, you played sparingly in the first couple of weeks of the year, and then all of a sudden, man, those last five games, last six games of the year, you blew up. Came out, yeah. 22 catches – 349 yards, four TDs. Before we get into last year and your production on the field, I wanted to take a step back and kind of go 30,000-foot view with you and ask you about Mm -hmm. your journey, man. Like, you've been on a journey to get here to Memphis. You've been on a journey. We didn't didn't visit the whole thing. We didn't didn't went prep school, JUCO. (laughs) We didn't did the whole whole nine, man. So Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it, man. You were at Matter Day. For a little while, mm-hmm. then you went to uh, Milford, right? Mm-hmm. Then you went to Rutgers. So tell me about Matter Day in Milford. Tell me about your time there. Uh, what was it like? Well, Matter Day was funny because it was like I. It was a school that I wasn't used to. It was obviously a culture shock for me. It was in, uh, I guess you would consider that consider that Central Jersey, uh, Monmouth County area. So I'm from the city. You feel me? I'm a city guy. I was a little suburban area out there, uh, away from home obviously, but I went out there, went on my visit. At first, I really didn't like the visit, but my dad and my parents, my mom was really on some like, this is the school for you. Like, classroom-wise, education-wise, this is a school where you can excel at, do good, and set yourself up to go to go to college and things like that. And me just being young, I wasn't really hearing it at first, honestly. I wanted to go to Bosco. That's what I got accepted to. That's where I wanted to go, you feel me? But I wound up working out to where I wound up going to uh, Mata Day. And Honestly, it was the best decision for me. I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't go to Mata Day, honestly. So, went to Mata Day, spent four years there, brought the first uh, national championship there. Um, from there, went to prep school, which was Milford Academy. Uh, wasn't a qualifier coming out of high school. Had a little academic issues. That was that. Um, once I got to Milford, turned another page. Uh, realized how critical my education was and being able to play football, finish my career up, things like that. So 
took things serious there, moved on to Rutgers, got the RU, and uh, it was good in the beginning. It was fun. I ain't gonna lie. I had a great time while I was at RU. Uh, didn't go as well as I expected it to. Uh, game game winning wise, we didn't do as good, but we had a great team, great coaches, things like that. So everything was fun in a sense. Um, wound up not working out, had to leave and went Juco. And that's when I went to Butler in 2020 of January. I had wound up leaving Rutgers in 2019 of December. And that was a life changing moment for me, just considering, uh, the, the, the way the world was about to go and COVID was about to happen and us not even knowing that COVID was about to happen. I'm going out there thinking like, okay, I'm going to spring, uh, do the spring here. After I do the spring, I'm going to do the winter and then try to find a new home or whatever. And it wound up being prolonged because COVID had hit, had to go home. I'm sitting at home like, all right, now I'm at home for a whole semester. What's going next coming down the line? Am I going to be able to go back to school to play ball? Like, what's really going to happen? So I wasn't too sure. Uh, from there, it was just on. Uh, I From there, I had sat home for a while. Like I said, that semester had ended. Winter had came back around, and we had got the green to go back to school and things like that. Got back to school, but our season had got canceled for the winter. So my time had got pushed back even more. So I was there for another semester and I'm just sitting there like, okay, what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to go through winter. I'm going to play football, but we're not going to have any games. So while I get recruited in the winter, knowing that we didn't play against anybody, didn't know, wound up not happening. We're speaking to some schools, but nobody was really biting the apple. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go through the spring and see how it goes. And for me, it was really like just taking my time and believing in myself and like just understanding like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a great player. I believe in myself. I know it's the type of caliber player I am, and I know a school will be happy to have me, just like I'll be happy to have a school, in a sense. So I waited my time. Spring came. Season went okay. Uh, we didn't have a winning one, but everybody played hard. Great team, great coaches. And end of it came, and that's when Milford made the call. Uh, I got a call from uh, JC first, and then after I got the call from JC, I had spoke to Coach Glennon. And then from there, moved on to Coach Silverfield. And probably like a week and a half in of us just conversating almost every day, we, we came to the conclusion that they was going to offer me. And at that time, I was honestly committed to uh, Kent State or whatever. But I was still like looking around, surfing for schools because I really didn't know where I wanted to go. But when Memphis gave me the call, like it just, I ain't going to lie, that call felt different. When I was on the phone with Coach Glennon, it just felt different. I just felt the vibe. And I was like, you know what, this is the place for me. Like, I'm going to make this move. I had spoken with my family. Uh, we had talked about it. And it was just the only thing was that we wasn't going to be able to see the school in time for me to be on campus and things like that. So that was the hard part about it. Uh, it was really just a leap of faith. Uh, like I said, we had spoke to Coach Glennon, Coach Silverfield a few times. Uh, my parents had spoke to him. And we had FaceTime and things like that. And it was really just awesome. Like, it's your, cho it's your choice. What do you want to do? And like I said, I took that leap of faith. I came out here. Got here in the summer, and I ain't gonna lie, it was it was rough. Adjusting to the heat was it different? Was nuts. Yeah. Uh, after adjusting to the heat, I had to adjust to the playbook, just learning the playbook, things like that. And the season started. And when the season started, like you said, first half of it, I wasn't really playing that much. Like you seen spurts of me in between, but uh, I would say it was a learning lesson. It, it kept me humble in a sense. Uh, 
So I wouldn't change it for, for nothing, honestly. And then when I got my time to shine, it was it's game time, it baby. Proofing the pudding, honestly. Let's it was go. game time, like you said. Yeah. So that's how I like the story went. That was the little journey until I got to here. And now I'm here and I'm ready to just ball. Let me ask you this, man. So I read somewhere, so I'm a basketball guy. I've grown up playing basketball. Um, I know uh-huh. I know basketball. I'm learning football, to be honest with you. Like I love yeah. honestly, I love the camaraderie, the community that is the, that is college football, especially at the University of Memphis. It feels the vibe, the culture feels different to me. Um, but let mm-hmm. me ask you this. I mean, obviously, as a as a as a basketball guy, I know Matter Day is known for its basketball team. I heard you play. I heard you play ball at Matter Day, bro. Yeah, I mean, I play basketball. So it was funny because basketball was really like my main sport until I got to high school. Like. I got to high school and my dad had told me, he was like, look, like this high school thing, this is where it get rough at because you play in multiple sports. If you get off by a certain sport, I'm not telling you how to choose. I wouldn't even put you in that type of situation, but there is a, a sense of responsibility that comes with, with, the, with these sports. You feel me? Like you have to be locked in and know exactly what you're doing and where you want to go with these things. And when I got to high school, it was also like, man, I'm a basketball player, bro. Like, I've been playing basketball since I, I that's, that's the first sport I ever played. So I don't know if I want to give it up. And I had wound up receiving my first offer from Iowa my sophomore year. And it was then when I was just like, all right, you know what? Maybe it's time to put the ball down. I never put the ball down, but it was really awesome. Like I'm shifting my focus strictly to football or whatever. And that's what it was. But basketball still loving my life. I still love ball. I go home, play ball. My friends, like a lot of my friends that I done grew up with, uh, I don't know if you heard, like, Jelly Fam guys. Like, yeah. those my guys. Yeah, like, I man. play AAU basketball with them. Like, we, didn't, we still talk to this day. So, I mean, when it comes to basketball, that's my first love, man. I ain't, I ain't never going to give her up. So, I'll be going to play every once in a while when I get the time to. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I read that you played basketball for Matter Day. I was like, damn, like this dude. Yeah, we won like, some championships too. We was, I know. I, I read that. Biker. I was like, this yeah, dude's yeah. not just a part-time baller. Like he's a he's nah, a ball yeah, player. Yeah. Like that's a ball yeah, player. Yeah. So that I mean, that's interesting that you had to make that choice. Like, was it you said it was kind of a difficult choice, like laying that down, but one I mean, when you have dreams and aspirations to get to levels upon levels upon levels in sports. You got to take that, you, it, it, unless you're Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders, yeah. that kind of level of athlete. Mm-hmm. You got to cho- you got to choose one, man. Right? Like, and go all in yeah. if you want to get there. I, I, I think that's so interesting, especially, um, especially knowing how good you were at basketball and mm-hmm. choosing football. Like, that's a that's 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 pretty. That's an amazing story. It's crazy. It's crazy that you say that because, like, even it even started before high school though. Like, because I was playing football. When I was in middle school, like I started playing football, uh, my fifth grade year, I believe it was, or fourth grade year. I think it was my fourth grade year. I started playing football my fourth grade year. So I was playing football for a while in between playing basketball as well. But when I started, when I got to like my seventh grade year, it was that time where football was coming in between basketball. And I was going on AAU trips and having football games and going to football games and missing AAU trips. And it was like, my dad was also like, look, you got to pick. You got to pick, man. Like, yep. Like, it's a it's, full-time it's, situation. You know what I mean? It's a full-time situation. And it's not like, you feel me, you leaving one hanging when when you really shouldn't. So uh, I kind of made the choice early. Like, I knew what I was going to do. And I had I had told myself I wanted to play in the NFL when I was young, before I even got to high school. So it was like kind of 
written to where I was going to eventually put the kicks up and, and, and do this basketball, I mean, do this football thing and take it serious. But it was, it was, it was hard. Like I said, it was hard. It was very hard because I didn't know how to like cope with it. Uh, seeing my friends like going on trips and things like that. And then seeing them get to high school and having the success they had in basketball in high school. It was like, damn, I know I could be doing this too. But right. Right. I'm a football player, bro. I got, I got hold down. So that's what it was. So let me ask you this, like, let's move on to, I, you went to Rutgers for a couple of years, then you um, transferred to Butler Community College. And I want to ask this question in a way that doesn't demean the, the JUCO route, the community college route, mm -hmm. but was that a difficult decision for you in terms of like moving, like what, was that a difficult decision in that moment? And then, and then what did Butler Community College, like, did that set you on a path that like, this is what it takes to get to where I want to be? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a wake up call. It was it was a lot of things. Uh, I want to say when I first got there, it was a shock. Well, before I even got there, making the decision to go JUCO was hard because I had entered the portal uh, kind of late. This was around mid December when I had entered the portal. So most of the schools I was getting was D one AA schools and and um, D division twos. And it was like, man, I'm coming from a power five school. Like these power five offers that I had coming out of high school. Like I'm that caliber player, not saying anything about the D one double A's and the lower D one D one schools or anything like that. It's just like, that's where I started at. That's where I want to finish at. So it was really off the strip that I had friends that went Juco that I went to high school with the right. Marvin Pierre's, the Juwan Mitchell's, right. the, right. Elijah Fields that I grew up with these kids and they went to these JUCO schools and have moved on and are playing at these levels or whatever. So it was like, all right, if they could do it and I seen them go through it while I was at RU, I could do it. You feel me? It was like just having that faith in myself, just believing like, yo, no matter what you do, no matter what path you take, you're going, you're going to be successful, bro. And that's all it is. You just got to stay the course and know what you got to do. So that's really what it was. I took a leap of faith. Like I said, when JUCO, when I got out there, it was hard. Don't get me wrong, because you got kids coming from all different avenues and all different points of life. Some kids that got kicked out of school. Some kids are having grade issues. Some kids are just there because they're hitting gyms. Right. Other kids are there because they're in my situation. Like they were out of school, something happened and they had to move on. And now they're looking for somewhere else to go. So there was a whole bunch of different attitudes and different people. And you just had to focus on what you wanted to do for yourself. And that's really what it was. It was me being selfish in a sense, but also knowing like it was a bigger purpose in this at the end of the day. Like I knew every day that I woke up, my next thing was to get to the next school that I was going to and how to do that was going to class every day, making sure my work was complete, coming to practice and not taking practice light. Like even though some of these kids might not have aspirations of going to where you trying to go, you still got to deal with, you still got to be on the team with them. So it was a learning lesson, but it was, it was, it was tough in the same token. Cause like I said, you had all those different people, all these different, like, just like barriers that you had to get over, like humps that you had to just climb over because like I said, you're in that Juco. It's either you go there, you, you go up from there or you go home. Like there's no other way. You feel me? Like you either gonna go to school from here or you gonna go back to New York, what you gonna do? And that was the option. I wasn't going back to New York, honestly, not saying there's anything wrong with my city. It's right, just like, right, right, right. I know I still, I still got time left and I know I still want to do something, the thing that I love to do. So that's really what it was. It was me just waking up every morning and just telling myself like, yo, it's a bigger purpose to this.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let me, uh, I mean, obviously, man, last summer when you came into the program at the University of Memphis, um, we were hearing from insiders in the program, like, yo, watch out for Eddie. Like, this dude is a beast. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, get ready for him. Um, when when you came onto the program, obviously, um, there was, I wouldn't say a quarterback competition. I think most people expected Grant to be the starting quarterback with his experience and, you know, obviously Seth being a, a, a true freshman coming in, but with Grant's mm-hmm. experience at Arizona and, and kind of his skill set, I think that most people expected Grant to be the, the starting qu- quarterback. Um, obviously yeah. then at the beginning of the year, right before the season started, he gets injured and Seth steps in. What was it like, man? Like how was it building those relationships with the quarterback, with the other receivers in the room? Um, and and how impressed were you with Seth and his ability to produce on the field last year as a freshman? Like, were you just were you kind of shocked by what he was able to do? I don't think I was shocked. I seen it. I seen sparks of it in the summer. But Seth a dog, bro. You uh, there's not too many people you come across that's that's ready to play out the gate. You feel me? I was obviously one of those people that that played as soon as I came into college. So I was able to relate and see the things that he was going through, but. Man, that kid's smart, bro. He he a dog. Like, uh, it probably was the Tulsa game for me where it was like, all right, yeah, he here to stay, and he gonna he gonna he ain't gonna give up this spot too easily. So we got a quarterback now. Let's just work on everything else. You feel me? I mean, you're gonna have to come for that position if you want to take Seth out of like, there. That's really yeah. what it. That's really what it is. And I, 
I love it so much because it fuels everybody else on the team. You feel me? Even in the receiver room, like yeah, you have me, you have Vaughn. You just got uh, Joe Skates transfer, and then like you got the Kobe Drakes, the Markels that that been in this program that are great players and make plays and have shown that they can play. So now that just adds a whole other competition factor to it, and really expands the camaraderie of the team in a sense because every day everybody coming to work and it's like, yo, my spot could be taken if I do bad on this play or I don't remember this assignment or I just have a bad day. I could come in next day and somebody be on top of me and it's like, all right, what I'm going to do to get back to that top spot? Feel me? So there's a lot of competition just in the building period, especially with the team now. Uh, we got a couple of transfers in. So, I mean, to answer your question, Seth is that guy. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> Honestly, ain't really much to say. Seth that guy. And then you have Grant, like you said, that is that experienced guy. So it's like it's pushing Seth even more, and it's pushing both of them. Like they be competing with each other when we just in the locker room, just chilling. They be cracking jokes with each other. But it's like right. it's love. But it's like you're on the same token. Like, but we both working towards the same thing. And no matter who play on Saturday, we both gonna get each other better. So. So y'all brought Absolutely. in, I mean, you're bringing in a bunch of veterans back onto the team this year from last year. You got mm -hmm. a, a pretty bad quarterback room, a bad wide receiver room. You got some yeah. running backs coming in. I mean, you guys are great, great running back room. Great running back room. That's probably my favorite room. Probably. Is it? Like, for real, for real. I love that room. I love the running back room so much. Just because uh, of their styles of play. You feel me? Like, you have Ace and Martin, very versatile, uh, very versatile, like, can do almost everything you got coffee can do uh, Darius you got right, right, right. he can do almost everything play that play that slot and also be in the backfield then you got Drake and you got BT Beast. burners burners, burners. Like, yeah it's not it, it's not too many people that's gonna take them down by themselves with an addition of clay like not too many people that's gonna take them down just in one tackle so we got some depth and we got a lot of talent in that room and it helps us even more on the outside because knowing the defense got to focus on both of those is it's a hard thing to do with the great quarterback. It's a hard thing to do. So how's it been with that transition with obviously, you know, with um, Kevin Johns leaving last year mm -hmm. or as the offensive coordinator now over to Tim Cramsey's offense. I, I loved the, the, the things that Tim said at the beginning in his press conference. He said, you know, I'm not coming in to change things. I'm coming in to learn the yeah. verbiage, right? Like I'm coming mm -hmm. in to learn what these guys have been doing yeah. and kind of, kind of meld those two things together. How's it been so far? Uh, it's been smooth sailing, I could say. And I say that because, like he said, he coming in and learn the verbiage. He didn't come in to try to change the playbook in the way that he used to run things. He came in and basically is just tweaking the playbook in a sense. Like, he's putting the things that he liked, but he wants to do what we do best. You feel me? Like, that's his big thing. What do we do best? Let's find out what we do best and let's, let's, let's put those in. And then once we find out what we do best, let's work on what's not our best and make it our best in a sense. So basically just sharpening, sharpening our tools in a sense. Uh, Coach Cramps is a great guy. Uh, I actually know Coach Cramsley through another coach, which was my receiver coach at RU. They uh, coached together at um, Nevada. So I was able to talk to Coach Cramsley like when he was early transition of coming here. And as soon as he got announced as the OC, we was able to have conversation. We spoke um, like the guy, man. Great, great guy all around. Has a great uh, sense of humor. He's just a great coach all around, all around. And he, he loves his guys. He loves football. And that's the thing. Like, 
having a coach that loves football is great because he can relate to his players and understand like, yo, all right, I got another kid to the left of me and to the right of me that loves football. So let's do this together. You feel me? So, I mean, he's a great coach so far. Uh, don't have anything bad to say about him, honestly, at all. So I'm happy. I'm excited to see what's coming down. We got another week. Well, another two weeks of spring ball left before our spring game. And then we got a little break and then we come back in the summer. We just start off from where we left off. So I'm enjoying it. I'm building that con- building that continuity, man. Um, yeah, we have to. What uh, are there any young players um, that maybe didn't see the field last year on the offensive side of the ball that that you've kept your eye on that you're like, yo, hey, Memphis yeah. fans, y'all get ready for this dude. A lot, man. Uh, we got a new a new guy in our room, Eric Rivers. He played DB last year. It was a walk on, very talented kid. Uh, I believe he's a scholarship guy in my eyes. If he keep working and do everything he's supposed to do, he'll he'll be fine. But I'm looking for him to have a, a nice a nice year, a nice freshman freshman year. You feel me? He played special teams last year. Uh, that was pretty much it. But he was like I said, he was a defensive guy, so he got moved to the offense, and he's he's making some spurts now on the offense, making plays a lot this whole spring. Uh, for the defense, young guys, I would have to say Terrell Raby. Love Terrell. Uh, huge he been, he been, Huge quarterback, but, man. But man. I mean, I had a cast on going crazy last uh, last last summer. Probably had the most picks as a freshman, honestly. So him, uh, you got James on the D line. We got a whole like I could go down the list, honestly. Like we got a lot of players that I'm really excited about. That's young. That's that's showing that they want to be here. They want to play and they love football. And that's really what it is. You get a team full of players that love football. Ain't really much that can stop you. All right, I got two more questions for you. From the fans, Go Tigers 247's VIP family sent you a couple mm-hmm. of questions um, that I wanted to ask you. Per- not personal questions, but kind of away from football. What is your favorite place to eat in Memphis? In Memphis? Oh, that's tough. It got to be. It, it probably Soulfish. Oh. Probably Soulfish. Have you tried the Memphis po- Have you tried the Po' Boy, the Memphis Po' Boy? What? Man. Nuts. I think it's fire. Soulfish got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soulfish my spot. I ain't going to lie. Soulfish is nice. Soulfish. Yes. I love Soulfish, and I love Torchies, t- Torchies too. So I, Soulfish and Torchies. I took my wife to Torchies one time, and it was so packed out, we we decided to leave. <sighs> like, we were like, but, we dipped, hey, man. Yeah. That, that and Cookie Crumble, you go over there? Ooh. That and Cookie Crumble, that's you packed the most. Bro, you're eating, <laughs> hey, you're eating well, man. You're eating well. I love it. I ain't going to lie. You, I got some spots out here. You feel me? I'm from New York, yeah. so it's like. Yeah. We got we got a whole we got everything out there. Oh yeah. You know I, mean? I haven't I haven't tapped into the Caribbean food yet. That's something I'm trying to find. I'm trying I'm trying to find a little nice Jamaican spot to go to. Hey, when you find a spot, let me know. When you find Definitely. a spot, let you. me know. Um, and it, hey, if there's any VIP fans out there that are listening to this, and you know of a Caribbean spot, a Jamaican spot for Eddie to go check out. Put it in the comments. I'll get the information over to him. T- tag him on Twitter. Let him know, man. Caribbean Jamaican food. We need a spot for him to go check out. Uh, last question is this: uh, Which game on the schedule are you looking most forward to this year? Have you even thought about that yet? Uh, oh yeah, I thought about it since since, since, since the season was over. Uh, obviously, the first game, just because that's an SEC school, and you get to make a statement out the gate. Uh, played them last year, battled them last year. It was a great game. I know they're not gonna come. They they they're not going they're not going just bend over and let us beat them or beat on them so like right. that's gonna be a game but and conference wise Houston oh I need that game back we need that game back yeah okay 
All right, bro. Hey, listen, Eddie, thank you, bro, for real, for you coming did. on. Thank you very much. I'm, we're every, I know I know we're all looking forward to seeing you ball out this year on the on the field, man. We're gonna have fun, man. We're gonna have some fun. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, hey, thank you. Thank you. Plug again. I appreciate you, man. Plug appreciate where everybody you. can follow you on Twitter, IG. Where where can people follow you? Yeah, uh, Eddie Lou double underscore on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same thing. So just follow me. Hit me up, man. Y'all got some spots for me to eat. Y'all want to chop it up? Y'all want to know more about me? Just let me know, man. Eddie Lou, double underscore on both platforms. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.